Hey immigrantly listeners, welcome back. I am your host Sadia Khan. Today we are not releasing a full episode. Instead, I want to have a heart to heart with all of you, my amazing, incredible listeners, about the midterm elections and how the outcome of the elections could impact you, me, and other marginalized communities. But before I dive in, I hope each one of you who is able to has voted or plans to vote. By the way, I already voted. As you know, it's a big day here in the US, midterm elections. For at least a month now, campaign ads have been flooding our inboxes and TV commercials. And no matter who you follow on social media, we've all seen dozens of posts about elections by now. You know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to dedicate this episode to the elections to speak on them personally and urgently. But then I paused and realized this hesitancy, this fear of ruffling feathers is so pervasive in the immigrant mindset, I did not want to follow that rule book anymore. So here I am. I know blunt truths are uncomfortable at times, but they can also be liberating. Through this platform and my interaction with guests and listeners like yourself, I have learned to harness the power of an honest dialogue. One which I hope to do right now. Deep breath, everyone. Let's talk about it. So where do we begin? Democracy, right? Yes, our democracy is fragile, flawed, and sometimes unfair. But there's something to be said about having a democracy to struggle for. At least the promise of it. It wasn't that long ago that people fought and died to pass the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And what did they die for if we do not continue to use our voices today? And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. While every election should evoke concern and participation, this one is unnervingly crucial. Ask my daughters and my husband and they'll tell you I've been an anxious, jittery mess these past weeks, battling a sense of deja vu, scared and petrified of what may lie ahead. I think it goes without saying that we're all a bit exhausted by politics and its inability to move our government and society towards something better. Here I do want to remind you that better itself is relative. It's different for different people. But this sentiment is part of what led to Trump's election in 2016. And while this impacted everyone, communities of color and other minority identities were impacted the most. Since the election, intimidation and harassment has grown dramatically nationwide. From a Maryland church to a billboard in California, the number of hate crime incidents doubling since last Friday. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, more than 400 incidents in the past week, four times more than the average. Many, but not all, of the incidents making reference to Donald Trump. Now, 2016 was a wake-up call, and it raised a fundamental question that I'll ask you to consider again today. 
what is america's relationship with its marginalized communities and how can we salvage what's good and improve it now i certainly don't think civil engagement is a lost cause just an fii else i wouldn't be running this episode however i do think that learning listening relearning are not enough in the grand scheme of social movement it is one thing to intellectually debate protecting reproductive care or upholding diversity equity and inclusion initiatives but it is a whole another thing to vote on it and unfortunately we've become a society inclined towards the former just last month i was invited to speak at the podcast futures event at the javits center in manhattan new york There I highlighted immigrant lee's advocacy work, learnings and achievements and I was so damn excited to be part of collective learning. The crowd though was older, primarily white and a typical audience for immigrant lee, some might joke. But you know what at that moment it became clear why As I started to speak giving my honest account of how I felt as an immigrant after the 2016 elections and why it led to immigrantly I could sense discomfort rising up from the seats and I kid you not one person even walked out At that moment I was like what the fuck in my head of course but I remained civil that moment also reminded me that America is still uncomfortable with others truths including my own and even though my truths is ever evolving it will always be inextricably tied to the socio political climate around us because of my immigrant identity it's as simple as that currently america is a place where i do question my belonging and where i fear for my daughters who are beginning their adult lives Now many of you probably share these sentiments especially since this decade has been defined by more loneliness, pain and frustration than the past. One stark shift for me though had been witnessing Trump's presidency and the subsequent changes in political and social discourse. It truly recalibrated how I felt about my citizenship in a way instilled this in a voice that perhaps america is not home anymore that no matter how i respond and walk through this world i could be othered at the whim of power hungry intolerant people simply because my religion and cultural identity does not match theirs how sad is that tell me how is it in a country where roughly 44 million are foreign born and another 20 million are second generation kids of immigrants that i am still perceived as un-american and what does that even mean how can it be that in the most populated diverse city in the country audience members at a podcasting event cannot seem to hold space for my story it somehow makes them uncomfortable I know these may seem like recurring insurmountable barriers but as long as we allow people who do not represent our interests our values and our identities to run our institutions these institutions will work exactly how they've been for the benefit of a few and of those already with power now here's the thing if immigration doesn't call you to your feet there are many other vital issues in the spotlight this election cycle 
big palette concerns like women's reproductive rights, gun control, racial justice and climate change. But have you noticed, instead of truthfully addressing these social pains, many GOP candidates campaign on intolerance and misinformation. We've seen this throughout American history, right? Conservative thinking fueled the Chinese Exclusion Act, Japanese internment camps, and most recently, the Muslim ban. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. We have disguised social injustice behind ideas about crime and the economy, but that's the classic Trojan horse of politics. What's scary is that it's working. Now here I do want to point out that working class folks are hurting due to inflation and increasing gas prices. It's being reported that many people are voting with economy as their main priority. Yeah, so Republicans focused early on in the cycle on the issue of inflation. And that aligns with what voters are telling pollsters is the most important issue to them this cycle, the economy and inflation. And so far what we see in polls is that voters trust Republicans more on handling the economy and bringing down inflation. And While financial stability is tied to many aspects of our livelihoods, I would still argue that voting on matters of the economy alone is dangerous, especially when others find their civil liberties on the line. Remember that if we rush to fix the economy without repairing social injustices, millions of us may not even benefit from that economic growth. And to be honest, I don't know if a GOP majority will fix the economy. But based on the past and the current platforms of many Republican candidates, this is a party of candidates who are in support of curtailing your rights, my rights, everyone's rights, including the right to vote since so many election deniers are running. As they have in other Republican races this season, many election deniers are running in today's Republican primaries in Florida as well as New York, drawing attention to the wider issue of Republican election deniers running in and winning primaries ahead of the midterms. We take a look at election deniers by the numbers. 171, that's the number, according to ABC News' 538 of Republican nominees nationwide who are full-blown election deniers. They're running for U.S. Senate and House seats. The question I think we should be asking ourselves is, what matters most in the long run? A lousy but amenable economy or the irreparable harm to this country's defining democratic values? As Alexandra Petri puts it in her Washington Post article, and I quote, As you hurtle across state lines in an ambulance on the brink of death, your rights decimated, your vote uncounted, your libraries shuttered, I guarantee the last thing you'll be thinking about is the economy. Unquote. We should remember that the midterms are a test of our collective responsibility. Our democracy, at least the promise of it, is under threat. And minorities alone cannot save it, guys. And they shouldn't bear the burden either. It's time to build a coalition across racial and cultural divides. We should temporarily divorce the individualistic mindset that exists in the United States of America and ask ourselves, what kind of society and country do we aspire for our future generations? I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I want us to be honest about what is at stake here. I can tell you the economy is a distant second. 
So I hope those eligible to vote have already performed their civic duty or are lacing up their sneakers as I speak to go and cast their ballot. And remember, it's not just a right, it's also our obligation to stand in solidarity with those who will face the outcomes of this election but cannot vote. Let's all be accountable for the country we would like to call home. Thank you for listening to me, for letting me speak my mind, for staying with me. This episode was produced by me, Sadia Khan, written by me, Yudi Liu, and Michaela Strother. Our editor is Manny Simone. Until next time, take care.